How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and today on the show, we have iconic 20th century film critic Roger Ebert and the man whose assassination launched World War I, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. A couple of quick announcements before we get to the episode. Check out the comedians on this episode on YouTube. You can check out Pat May Plays Video Games. That YouTube channel is Video Games Improv, all one word. And you should also check out the Armory Sketch team, the big one at the tank on May 1st. Hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Subscribe. Leave a comment. And of course, check out our freshest eps every Monday at 3 p.m. only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And uh, check out my website, JarrettBranstein.com, for all the latest updates on shows and whatnot. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Archduke Ferdinand and Roger Ebert's only on Famous Dead People. Famous dead it's time. Famous dead time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear awful from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American film critic, famous for his televised film review show. Roger Ebert. The movies. And 19th century heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, the man whose death triggered World War I, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Hello from uh, Austria, 1800s. Uh, that's right. Uh, Mr. Ferdinand, mm-hmm. Mr. Ebert, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. That's oh, right. Oh, you know I love it. Uh, <laughs> let's start off with uh, with you, uh, Archduke, if you don't mind. Hell yeah. Uh, so I'd like to begin by just, like, like let's just jump right to the chase. Let's all right? please do. Your assassination, the right. spark that ignited the first great world war. Right. You were in Sarajevo. A man named, oh God, some of these names, uh, well, Nedeljko Kabrinovic. Motherfucker. So he got he... it in one. <laughs> that motherfucker. Oh, is that right, Roger Ebert? You, you knew oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. I loved it because uh, actually, I don't want to jump ahead, but mm-hmm. this uh, moment in history was forever immortalized in film. I don't know if you've seen Ooh, uh, no? Jurassic Park. Oh. Jurassic Park. Am I in Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. You're one really? of the, you're, you're the clever girl. <laughs> oh, I'm a lady and wait a second. I'm you, a smart Wait, so are you lady? saying that the the movie Jurassic Park is yeah, it's a, a metaphor, metaphor yeah. for the start of World War One? Interesting. You know, now that you say it, I am seeing it. Yeah, it's like uh one of those magic eye puzzles. Interesting. Once you figure it out. And that you guy with the shotgun who says clever girl, he's, he's obviously Nedjelko yeah, Kabrinovic. That's no, right, but he gets killed, right? Yes. Well, Nedjelko was not the man who killed you, of course. He oh, threw a grenade at your car. Yeah, he sucks too. And he missed and hit the car behind you. Yeah. You and your wife decided to go visit the victims of that explosion in the hospital. Right. But as the car was trying to back up to change direction, a second man named Gavrilo Princip. This motherfucker. Walked up to the car and shot both you and your wife. Yeah, me and my hot wife both tragic. got shot. It it's was tragic. such I'm bullshit. Sure, I'm sure she was a very a beautiful woman, and I'm sure you had very beautiful children as we well. We had beautiful kids. I remember trying to get our kids into modeling at the time. Really? Just because our yeah. kids were so hot. Really? And when you when you met your wife, I do have some questions about her that I would hope to get to later on in the show. Of course, of course. Uh, but when you met her, were you like, oh my God, we're both such beautiful people, we're going to have gorgeous children. I would just talk about my mustache on her face, you know, like how (laughs) good that is. Like, cause it's just to like talk about how hot our kids are going to be. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just like mish and mash and like, Get every single feature of each other in kids. You mm, know? Interesting. Did we you ever were like also try to in love? What? Of course, of course. Yeah. Did you, did you ever <laughs> try to draw your mustache on her face just to get like a like a visual for just to see what it's like? Yeah. I would draw a little mustache on her face, and she would draw lips like red mm. puppy lips she on me. She would give you like makeup so yeah. that you looked a little bit more like a girl, and then you would kiss, and then we would you kiss because then both we have mustaches. Because then we were seeing each other, and that was hot. You oh know? yeah. Woo. Was, so oh. that's what love is like. <laughs> Love is when... I'm taking notes. <laughs> Roger Ebert, you know what love is, don't you? No, I want you to show me. Really? Oh, fascinating. I didn't know I this. I want to see what that is. Thank you, <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. I was, I was picking up on it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so then, Gavrilo Princip, he's the man who shoots you and, and 
eventually kills you. Right. He was uh, ugly. Now he was both, an ugly fat. Both assassins were part of a group called the Black Hand. Mm. Their intention was to free Bosnia from Austria-Hungary rule. So yeah. first of all, were you aware that there was this group called the Black Hand that was trying to assassinate you because of Bosnia. Yeah, you know, they walked or Do you know in Saruman's uh, uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yes. Well, not Saruman's, but J.K. Right. Rowling's. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien's. Tolkien, that's right. There's too, uh, many, there's too many authors that have initials. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just say what your name is, guys. Are they scared that people are not going to relate to them because they have too many names? I don't well, know. Well, J.R.R. Tolkien did that because his full name is Jolkin Rolkin Rolkin <laughs> Tolkien. That's true? Yeah, it's 100% true. Yeah, yeah, that's on the Wikipedia. Wow. And he's and his publisher was like, people are going to think that this is a joke book because of how hilarious your name is on this title. Right. And it was a joke book for different reasons. But <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, um, you know. But much like... Well, the Saruman's orcs, they had the white hand over their face. Ooh, okay. And these guys had a black hand over their face. So not subtle assassins, it not was trying not to blend subtle. in with the crowd. Yeah. These but, guys were like, we're the black hand. Right. But they had the excuse that they just came back from Ash Wednesday. <laughs> every day, though? Every day. And every day, I fucking fell for it. Because mm. I wasn't keeping up with the Catholic. Wait, you say every day you fell for it. Right. Wait, so you would see, like, black hand people all the time? There was a, a moment. I would, like, bend down to get, like, a soda pop because I would drop my soda pop. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I would go common, to pick it up. Common, common problem. <laughs> yeah, in 1800s. Drop your pop. Yeah. Everyone yeah. does it. Ah, drop that's my what, pop. That's where the expression comes from. Drop your pop. Mm -hmm. Don't right. drop your pop. Don't hop yeah. on it either. Mm -hmm. Don't hop on that pop. You, don't. Don't you know that infomercial that's, like, the, yeah. the sling that you keep around your arm that ties? to your soda yes and you know and their their catchphrase of course don't drop your pop yeah now right. how much would you pay get a get a pop sock i sock <laughs> it was a sock well they Not, called it they just call well, it a sock yeah because okay. but it was more of like a rubber sleeve i would say sure sure you know? but i don't have to, need to tell you but guys you guys are familiar with no i'm wearing my pop sock right now oh nice Ooh, uh, you got two one for each arm i'm a double it's a general grievous situation <laughs> Dude, Joe Grievous is pretty cool. This guy is not dropping his pop. No. So I, anyways, you would drop your pop. I would drop my pop. I would go to reach it. Bullets would just start flying by as I was like bending over and I would look up, see like bullet holes against the wall. Mm -hmm. I would turn around and say, who the fuck just did this? And a guy with a big black hand on his face mm -hmm. would be there with a gun. He would put the gun behind his head and said, I don't know. I just got back <laughs> from Ash Wednesday. And I'd be like, motherfucker. Well... Catholics can't kill anyone, so I have to walk away. Wow. wow. That's incredible. And yet yeah. you never learned I, so many assassination attempts. Right. And you never learned. Well, like, I got to, you know, it's not my religion. It's not my favorite religion. Mm -hmm. But I have to mm -hmm. respect Catholics' Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, I have to respect that. You know, That's good of you. I mean, yeah. you, you probably should have done a tiny amount of research and learned when Ash Wednesday was. It, and is yeah. it every day? It would bug me because I would get home, see that Do the you calendar think is Wednesday Friday. is every day? <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say. I would get home, long day. I would check my calendar. It would be a Friday, and I'd be like, son of a bitch. Oh, that's how you That was an assassination out. attempt. Mm. But I yeah. mean, also, you know, like there are a lot of different kinds of religions in the world. Maybe mm -hmm. there's religions where every day is Wednesday, you know? Mm. The same way that in if you when you walk into a TGI Friday's... Every day, every day is Friday. Friday. Sure. You know? And when uh, and when you're at Olive Garden, you are family. <laughs> it's every day is family day. I guess that's Hollywood. a pretty. I mean, yeah. I guess you can have any religion if uh, your point is to kill the Archduke. Mm -hmm. You can just make up a religion at that point. Can I ask you one last question about this assassination attempt you're uh, telling sure. me about? When you would pick up, so you drop your pop. Yeah. You bend over. Pop. A whole bunch of bullets flies. Yeah. When you pick your head up and you saw the bullet holes, was it like in a U shape? It was. So I guess I was actually so you probably knew, safe. So you knew yeah. that they were going after you because yeah. they were like, oh, my God, this is exactly. It would be in a me shape and then there would be like dicks <laughs> in bullet shapes. You know what I mean? Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, it would be like two. It would, would be my shoot, outline. shoot dicks into yeah. the wall so it looked like there were dicks coming at you. Yeah, I think they were trying to shoot me. And it would be like, you know, like this kind of style, like oh, two dicks. Gotcha. Facing oh, I see. So, yeah, like when you, yeah, <laughs> you're shaking a couple salt shakers at yourself right, right. now. I I imagine that, but in the outline through bullets. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That is just insult well, to injury. I was yeah. Yeah, just about to say. <laughs> yeah. Or possibly they yeah. were shooting that, like a couple of flying dicks near you that Ooh, you couldn't see. That really was a problem back Maybe then. Maybe the black hand was trying to save your life. Maybe yeah. there were like a bunch of literal dicks in the car behind you yeah. when Ned Jelko Kabrinovic 
through the grenade, he was actually trying to kill the dicks. God, I've been, I was so mean to him my whole life. <laughs> and then I assumed that he would be the one to kill me, but maybe he was saving me from flying dicks. You, you know, this I, was a problem. It was testicles, a dick, and then two wings. And two, you know? so the wings, so the dicks had wings. Oh, so they were yeah. like constantly they were flying, flying at you. dicks. Hmm, interesting. Like we all said. I have a lot more questions about this, but I want to go oh, over okay. to uh, uh, Roger Ebert for just a moment. Sure, let's dodge the cherubic dick question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not we're not dodging. We're oh putting no, a we're putting a pause. We're putting it. Uh, we're putting a pin in that. Put a pin <laughs> in that. So uh, you grew up in Urbana, Illinois. Yeah, that's uh, probably near Chicago. Right? You had uh, yes, that's right. Okay, Your good. Interest. I'm I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that Illinois is like Chicago, and there's like three oh. cities right around it, and that's oh, basically for sure. all of it. Every state has one big city where everyone's from. Yeah, exactly. Um, so your interest in journalism began when you were a student at Urbana High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would write letters of comment to science fiction fanzines of the era. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, totally. That's mm-hmm. where the criticism would start because I would be like, well, it's science fiction. You know, mm-hmm. ladies can do uh, anything that a guy can do. It's There's no women in science fiction. And also... If we're making it fiction, uh, all the ladies and all the guys should be fully nude. Uh, Hell yeah. uh, (laughs) Just, I mean, they can have like, I don't know, huge anime titties or whatever. I I just want to pause you, pump the brakes here for one second. I'm writing letters to the editors. So these are, because I was curious what a letter of comment was. Like, how is that different than a letter to the editor? Is it just the different phrase? Well, I guess anyone can read it, not just the editor. Yeah. Oh, it's (laughs) one of these open letter situations. Mm -hmm. So you would write an open letter to the fanzine. I don't care who reads this. Yeah. It could be the editor. It could be the janitor. It could be the art department. Anyone at Science Fiction Times or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking zines. And so this was just like criticism of the stories that were in these science fiction fanzines. Is that right? I would say if you're going to if you're going to hook up, get to it quicker. Uh, And if you're not going to hook up, then why are you writing it, frankly? (laughs) Hmm. So not enough sex in these science fiction fanzines. And mm-hmm. people were in too many clothing. You're like, everyone's got to be nude. Right. I want I want aliens to land and be like, uh, point me to your boner, you know? <laughs> mm. Instead of take me to your leader. That's what I was trying to get to. It's take mm. me to your boner. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. fellas, our fellas. boner is our leader. Am I right? <laughs> right? Yes! We're all high-fiving. Yes, yes, yes. Beers, beers, beers. beers. Blah, blah. Uh, everyone's got a beer now. Uh, Don't drop your beer. Oh, I dropped it. <laughs> okay, oh so God. we're having some fun here today. Yeah, we really are. We're having a hoot. All right, now. Uh, do you what, think every decision is led by your boner? Do real? you think every decision? Yeah. No. Oh, me getting into movie criticism was. <laughs> oh, okay. you know what? That I will 100% ask you about that later sure, on in the show. Sure, I hope I remember. So right. we will. Don't do not. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. We'll do you, bring that up. What do you guys, when you guys think of your boners as your leader, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it more of a Donald Trump or more of an Obama? What, like... I mean, presidential era. Do you think your boner? Is? I, you know what I would say. This is a nightmare of a question. <laughs> really, frankly, <laughs> really. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm gonna, have, uh, I'm gonna have cold sweats for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I said Trump. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I totally botched it. I well, the botched thing is, it. I would love it if yeah. my dick was an Obama, of course. Right. But I think just by nature. Your dick is a is a Trump because number one, it doesn't make good decisions, mm-hmm. and number two, it's not always around doing things. It's really just in specific moments, like when you're drinking or when you're extra horny, right? You know, mm, and right. so that's the, that would represent the, like the two days a week that he actually goes to work. Yes. Um, so, uh, I wanted to ask you about some of your other so early writing, oh, Roger sure. Ebert, <laughs> unless you wanted to contribute to the uh, to mine's the, George uh, W. Bush. Because it's a big bush down there. Oh, the, uh, it's a veritable forest. And your penis? Uh, mine's Paul Pierce because boner. no one knows anything about it. <laughs> That's Paul fair. Pierce. That's fair of all the things that we know about Roger Ebert's boner is like at the bottom of the list. Yeah, you're, What do we know about Roger Ebert's boner? Almost nothing. Except it looks like Paul Pierce. Except, or, except oh, well, that's another acting. thing is that it is shaped like uh, our president, Paul it Pierce. It behaves like President Pierce and it looks like President Pierce. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask you about some more of your early writing, uh, Roger Ebert. When sure. you were 16 years old, mm-hmm. you won a... Actually, this isn't a question about writing. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, 16 years old, you won a state speech championship in the radio speaking event. Is that right? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Now, I'd love to hear a little bit of this award-winning radio speaking 
uh, the radio speaking that won you the state championship for your school, oh, if you don't mind. No, absolutely. And I, of course, have it basically committed to memory. Oh, wonderful. Uh, it would. It starts off with, uh, hey, compasses. What's a, do any people use them anymore? Or like, because I've got this one right here and I'm looking at it and North is always, it seems to keep moving. Uh, so do, if I'm trying to get to like 83rd street, where, so am I, am I pointing it here or can, yeah, you in the back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this was. This was in the radio speaking um, part of the of the speech championship. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and so you wrote out, you wrote this out. Yeah, that was all memorized. Yeah, and then part of your memorized thing is you would take a question from the audience. Yeah, okay. in the radio speaking event, you would take a question from the audience. Oh yeah, no one was there. It wasn't even a plant. <laughs> that was I was just gonna ask if you had a plant. Well, I do have plants at home. I also have plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's four twenty plant. Oh, nice! Thanks, man. Hashtag nice. blaze it. Oh. My 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 favorite holiday is coming up too. You know what I love? This is a great episode, guys, because we're just throwing out Bruce, babes, we're and just bud. fucking broing out in here. Just guys. a couple of guys up to no good. <laughs> and once I mix these two bo- beers and weed, I'm gonna be trashed. Hell <laughs> Nothing yeah. I'm gonna say is gonna make oh, sense. Okay, so but you were. Talking about radio speaking events. So that yeah. was that was what was radio speaking back then was just some sort of mindless rambling about a topic no one's thought of in years. Yeah. And then pretending to talk to somebody who's not there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, that's I, I I wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you weren't even close? No, I mean like the second place person. Oh, he was was, was like way, so much uh, worse you know, than like, you. Like, uh, welcome to NPR or whatever. I just smoke showed that guy. Oh man, you fucking crushed fucking clown shoes. This guy. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. And that guy grew up to be Ivor Glass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Wow. And you know what? We're all better for it. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 19th century Austro-Hungarian, whose death triggered World War One, Archduke Ferdinand. Hello from 1800s. Austria, Hungary, Hungary, Hungary. <laughs> 20th century American film critic Roger Ebert. Uh, you're listening to Movie Phone. That's ooh. Do you guys remember Movie Phone? The yeah. actual the phone number you would call to yes. get your movie times. And the guy would just be like, "Hello yeah. and welcome to Movie Phone." What a good gig that was. Yeah, right. The thing yeah. is, like, movie phone's not a thing anymore. So now new generations don't know the Movie Phone voice. Yeah, oh, and so dang. I get no mileage. From like, that joke. Yeah. For, if, like, like a, if I'm talking to someone who's like 24 years old and I'm like, if you want to see um, Jurassic World, press two. And they're like, what? Right. All I know is cell phones. <laughs> this pisses me the fuck off, you know? Oh, Makes me so mad. This isn't Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? These dumb kids. Millennials. Dumb Everyone younger millennials. than me is a moron. That's right. That's I kind right. of agree. And if they... D- uh, disagree with me they're disrespecting me hell yeah and mm-hmm. my time on this earth respect your goddamn elders agreed we know what's up we've been here longer this is agreed. our this is our time this i sure our i time didn't up here. do much with my life but god damn it <laughs> i spent more time here and i know better than you mm-hmm. this you know? radio show right now is getting so close to the joe rogan experience <laughs> that uh i can taste it what oh, joe man. rogan that is it is how i modeled the show yeah. when i originally pitched <laughs> yeah. it i was Alex like all right Jones and our friends. Imagine, imagine yeah. Joe Rogan, but sitting yeah. down with just like the best bros from history. Yeah. And then Radio Free Brooklyn was like, you got to throw some girls in there. No. You know? And I'm like, it's 2019. Yeah, of course, course. obviously. Yeah. But if you can tell I phoned those in. Hell yeah. <laughs> Phone those in as in. Hope there that was. <laughs> okay. So. As in you had r- recordings of ladies and you just put it up to a phone. And that was your episode? No, what I would do is that thing in the movies where, like, the guy whose ex-wife keeps calling and he has, like, a recording of him going, like, yes, dear, okay, dear. So I basically just played that. One of my favorite tropes. I just let these broads talk about whatever, you know? Yeah, famous dead broads by Jared Berenstein. Buy his book. (laughs) That's right, buy my book. Kellyanne Conway technique. It is that now. Let's discuss Archduke Ferdinand, your Ooh. early life. Okay. So you were originally meant for you were not originally meant for the throne. Uh, you got your first title, the Duke of Medina, when you were eleven years old, and your cousin Francis V, who was the original Duke of Medina, he mm-hmm. died. Yeah, and he named you his heir on the condition that you add Este 
to your name. Is that right? Ugh, yeah, I had to add that name to my name. Okay, so E-S-T-E. I wasn't sure if that was pronounced Este or Est or... Uh, Estit. Estit. Yeah. Okay, E-S-T-E, Estit. Yeah. Okay. So he just wanted was, you to put that in your name? That seems yeah, a little weird. Yeah, because he was calling me a boob, essentially. Oh, I see. Right, so like, you can be the next whatever duke, uh, but you got to be a, a titty duke. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to let everybody know what a tit you are. Yeah, like mm. a big, dumb boob. You know, like what a boob, <laughs> you know? That's what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I ended up owning it, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, so where did you put the S? Because it's not anywhere on your Wikipedia. Like, it never described you as, like, Archduke Est Ferdinand It would be my underwear. Wait, what? Hmm? Like, um, you know, when you like write your name on your underwear so, so that when you do laundry with the other kids, you can get your laundry back. <laughs> oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. That's fair. That's so when you're at camp or you're hanging Wait, out. Wait, so he only over. wanted you to add the S day, the S tit to your name uh, on it, your underwear? That's it was it? my loophole. I found a loophole. Oh, I see. Uh, and also, so he, he's dead. So he's right, like, so he can you check. can't really. I mean, if he, if he died. To make you the Duke, right? Did mm-hmm. I hear that right? He died to make you the uh, Duke of Medina. That's right. Yes, right. So. He immediately blew his brains out as soon as he gave me that name. I do remember Wait, that. Wait, so it was a suicide? He didn't have a choice. Oh, what do you mean he didn't have a choice? If he wants to give me that, he has to kill himself, right? Uh, lawyer. We all said it. <laughs> yeah, he got, we had a lawyer present. Man, he just activated your trap card. And yeah. that lawyer was like, well, you understand yeah. what this means, right? And yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, it means my, my, uh, my cousin here is a tit. Yeah. He's like, well, it means you have to kill yourself exactly. right now. Right now. And, and he th- said, I have so much undone. <laughs> I had to pick up my kid from soccer practice. And we said, you gave the name. Can't take it back. You got to kill yourself now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, sugar. And he and was like, ah, oh, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And he, we, he wouldn't do it. So eventually we uh, tied him to a bunch of horses. And we just smacked those horses around until he died. Wait, so the horses Holy sort of like shit. They yeah. sort of they, they sort of like courted him, like they, no. like no, they, they ran didn't off and stretch did... him out. Mm-hmm. We just they ran all in the same direction. <laughs> oh, so he just was just on horses for a while. Yeah. Did all and... of these horses have like a black handprint over their face? Wait a second. Oh my god, did they? They did. Oh my god, the and horses they... were part of the black hand also? I guess so. And now that I think about it, I dropped my pop. <laughs> and these bullets flew past me. With flying dicks and an outline of myself, turn around, horses with guns and every hoof, and they said, sorry, it's Ash Wednesday. And I said, oh, right. And then they just ran off with your cousin. Yeah. And, and then, then you, and he then was alive when I do. So. <laughs> It'll take a couple of days with that kind of a thing. Yeah, because oh, eventually he was just able to get on the horse's back. He wasn't being dragged behind oh. for that long. So yeah. then what happened? He's just, he just riding the horse for to a, while. a horse. Yeah, he was tied to a horse. He was able to get up on the four horses. Mm-hmm. So he actually looked pretty comfortable, but he has to get killed somehow, you know? Okay. So yeah. then how did he eventually die? Uh, meteor. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah. One of Crazy, the worst right? ways to commit suicide, I found, uh, is meteor. It's just it's painful. No, for you know? sure. It's yeah. really painful. I'll yeah. let you know, as a Catholic, we would never let a horse do uh, any of the Catholicism. Oh, mm. you're a Catholic? I think. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Or maybe you're Jewish. Maybe I'm just from Chicago. Mm. I assume, everybody, frankly. Sure. Everybody who's Catholic is, everybody's from Chicago is Catholic. Okay. And everybody who's Catholic is from Chicago. That's true. It's completely inverse properties. Hmm. Um, I assumed maybe you had a wife who maybe, like, made you do, like, uh, transfer religions or something. I'm um, sure we'll be asked about that, possibly. <laughs> Transition religions. Uh, so, Roger Ebert, you mm-hmm. continued to work as a journalist through high school, college, after school. You worked for the Sun-Times. Mm-hmm. And then when the Sun-Times lost their film critic, oh, shit. the editor... <laughs> yeah, he he meteored himself. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, he said, I'm gonna get hit by that meteor. And I, I honestly, said, no, don't! I don't understand, if you're gonna kill yourself, why use a meteor when it's like the most painful way to go? You know, sometimes people just want it bad. They just want pain. I For think. sure. You know, they want their outside pain to match their inside pain. I think that's what it is. And they you know, on remember, a serious you know? note, if you are feeling pain, just reach out to somebody. You Obviously. Know? People are here for you. And if that's you true. see a meteor that has a mm-hmm. black handprint all over it, it <laughs> is not Wednesday. That is the day you want to drop your pop. Yeah. You know what second. I mean? Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it. What's up? What? That meteor who killed that guy <laughs> did have a Ash Wednesday. <laughs> 
damn it. Jesus. It's like everything wow. that you encounter is part of the black hand and trying yeah. to murder you. These fucking Catholics are coming at me like hotcakes. These the Catholics f- are coming at you like hotcakes. Yeah. The, the fact that you lived that so. as long as you did is, is kind amazing. of a, mir- a miracle. Yeah, it really is. Or that a tiny little bullet fucking did me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bullet did well, me well let's yeah. you know I, yeah, I like yeah, to revisit yeah. that now that we know so much more about the assassination right, but Roger right. Ebert but of course so the Sun Times loses their film critic yeah the editor decides to give you the job but as we established earlier your boner is how you got into being a film critic is right. that right yeah absolutely thank okay. you for bringing that back so you have to you gotta draw you gotta connect right. these dots here because I am extremely curious how the editor giving you the film critic job was caused by your boner. So there I am taking a nap. I am full splayed out, like on my desk, laying flat. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're a journalist. Yeah. Uh, Journalists are, they're, they're pulling long hours. We've seen, uh, well, what is, what's that movie about Reagan or whatever with Deep Throat? Uh, you think I, Nixon, do you mean? Yeah, sure. Cross Nixon. <laughs> Nixon. I don't really no. pay attention when I'm watching all, movies. All the president's men <laughs> with, um, I believe. That is all the president's men. I believe, yeah. uh, not Pacino, it was uh, Dustin Hoffman yeah. playing uh, either and, Woodward or Bernstein and Robert Redford playing the other one, of right. course. Right, and there's that scene where they're both laying perfectly flat on their desk <laughs> taking a nap. Yeah. I was they're on top of each thing. other, yeah, right? Yeah, like a little <laughs> s'mores. Uh, That's and, how you get more sleep that way. And uh, yes. our editor ran back in and he was shouting and screaming. He said, oh no, the, the last guy meteored himself. Like oh, we no. need a new film critic. Like who's uh, most excited to do it? <laughs> now, I'm fully asleep and I'm, and there's a, yeah, there's a phenomenon called morning wood. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I am. And it is. Um, <laughs> I am a very familiar. Oh, ladies, uh, write down, ow, write that down. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> mothers hide your daughters. We're talking about boners. And daughters hide your mothers. Hell yeah. No, basically everybody safe. hide. <laughs> On the Jared Everyone Berenstein. hide everyone, baby. The Jared Berenstein's famous dead people experience. Uh, Hell yeah. Right. So <laughs> Jones is friends with that guy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, Dick was just shooting. Uh, I guess you would say north, but there's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen. A compass. Oh yeah, they just move all over. They're the place. all over. The, so yeah, mm. I would say at least starboard. And he was like, "You, <laughs> you're the film critic, you eager beaver." So he looked over the room and yeah. he saw your boner just waving Poking it out like over the cubicle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, Roger Ebert, good for you. Not Thank bad. You. Uh, Not bad. President he said, Pierce, he said this indeed. President Pierce looking fucker. Is uh, ready to go. Whatever human being is attached to this President Pierce boner, <laughs> right? You are the new film critic. Right. You know, now that you mention it, mm-hmm. didn't you mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce, right? Paul Pierce, the president that we were talking about. That's the uh, shape I of believe your his dick? name is Franklin Pierce. Okay, that, Franklin I've been Pierce. saying Paul Pierce, and I realized that I—that's the guy from the Celtics, right? Paul Pierce. Oh, well, I don't, I don't no follow idea. sports. I definitely met President Pierce, whatever his first name is. Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I okay. was going to fault you there. But yeah. Didn't you and President <laughs> Pierce enter the room at the same time at one point? What do you mean? When only mean, one really... of you walked out? <laughs> Isn't that a famous story? You. A famous story Roger about you. Yeah, a famous story about me. And. <laughs> I walked in. President Pierce president. walked into a room? Yeah. Uh, but only you came out of the room and Pierce oh, was never oh, seen again. Oh, you're talking about the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I fully bodied that guy. Oh, so you okay. you went to the Thunderdome with uh, President, president Pierce. President Pierce, yeah. Uh, you murdered him in the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And your by dick the transit, ate him. And the transitive properties of the Thunderdome, he becomes your dick. Yeah, my man. dick ate him like anaconda. That's yeah. what happens right. to the Thunderdome. The person you be- defeat becomes your dick. You right. know, I did that to George W. Bush. That's why my oh, dick is Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's not dead. the reason why my why I have a Trump dick. Just want to let uh, you know. Okay. Thank you for it clarifying. It would be great if you killed Donald would, Trump. All right. We, I don't think you're allowed to say that. I was technically just about to be like, I think this is on the radio forever, right? <laughs> Everything that we're saying is well, going to be, uh, be a year when we're like, wait, he was actually great. <laughs> no, I just mean, no, that's not what he it's means. Literally he, illegal to uh, say to say that you're going to kill the president. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but us explaining the rule is not illegal. Yes. Right. It's a but, little bit like Bloody Mary. Like you right. can tell your friend about it, but those Bloody Marys don't count. Right. You know? Okay. So if you showed someone as an example how to do Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. Bloody mm-hmm. Mary will not come. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's how you protect yourself from Bloody Mary. 
Yeah. But that is neither here nor there. Unfortunately, we uh, have to take a short break. We got oh, a lot of fascinating it. questions left here on the show. Uh, we will be right back with Roger Ebert and Archduke Ferdinand in the doghouse. Oh, famous dead people, stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever. We love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, the man whose assassination triggered World War I Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Hello from before World War I. And 20th century American film critic famous for his televised film review show with Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert. When movies were movies. That's right. Hell so yeah, uh, let's go back to uh, Archduke Ferdinand for just a moment. Sweet. So you travel a great deal. You circumnavigated the world in mm. 1893. You visited oh. Australia, New mm. Guinea, Hong mm. Kong, Japan, mm. Canada, mm. United mm. States. Mm. Rack them up, baby. Rack them up those travel points. They mm. fucking now, rack up. Then you go to places for free. <laughs> there were there, there are a lot of reasons why a person would travel, but I read that you were a particularly avid hunter. Uh, over 300,000 recorded kills, which I cannot believe. That is that unbelievable. Seems, that seems absurdly high. And I also you know read what the trick had, is, right? What's the trick? Crash the plane you're flying on. Oh, okay. Into like a mountain. Okay. And then just count everything. All the yeah. Do you, uh, do you count like bugs? <laughs> I do count bugs. That's how I was able to get it up to 3,000. It also says that you had, of those people, also count. Yes. Oh, people count. Yes, people also count. Ah, the most dangerous game. That's right. And the most forbidden meat, if you catch my drift. Uh, I think I'm catching. Pretty easy to catch. (laughs) What do you mean? I am smelling what you're cooking. Imagine if I was a cannibal. What? Uh, And I read that of the 300,000 animals that you killed, that you made 100,000 into trophies. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. We so you would stuff these animals after you would crash your plane into yeah. them. Taxidermy wasn't quite. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna throw up? <laughs> no. Are you thinking about not. the bodies? No, no. That's that's good for me. I like that stuff. Too many brews yeah. in the Jared Berenstein experience. And I'm also so high too. That it's just like spins. out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting the spins, dudes. All right, taxidermy. Um, you were talking about it. Yeah, yes. you were talking about stuffing those <laughs> bugs that you killed. That's right. Yeah, I, I would stuff these bugs with cotton, and then they would explode because the cotton would just expand back, you know? Sure. Okay. You, like, you know, you try to make something small, and then you leave it alone, and then it goes big, and then the bugs weren't that big that I was Right, killing. it's a real ship-in-a-bottle situation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I would run out of stuffing because you would, like, be taxidermying, like, hundreds so of creatures. So much, just taxidermying like crazy. So eventually I'd have to fill the animals with other people. Oh, okay. Kill. You know what I mean? Huh. That's good because then that just counts as another kill. Right. You know, since you love hunting so much. You're yeah. like, I'll kill one more thing to, to stuff a thing that I already killed. Right. And imagine like looking at a pig and then human figures coming out of that pig's <laughs> Currently mouth. Currently doing so. Okay. But then now human imagine. human figures coming right. out of the pig's mouth. Yeah. Like that kind of horror. That's what I was doing. I was wow. like, and it would Disgusting. smell so bad. It would Whoa. smell so bad, you know? Gross, man. Like a little toe coming out of a pig's butthole. I can totally get why someone would want to kill you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just surprised it was over Bosnia and not these and atrocities. Not everything right, else. Right. Yeah. The, the the desecration of all these dead bodies. You know, Catholics are tender and sensitive, that is you know? true. It's true. Now, right. so obviously you're doing a lot of hunting. You're doing a lot of killing. Were there other reasons why you were traveling? Were you just 
hunt traveling? Was was that you you were just a hunting tourist and that was it? Well, I was a hunting tourist. I also loved stupid, uh, 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 uh you know, like um, when you uh, what's the term? Memorabilia or like uh, yeah, like little mementos, chachkis, sure. yeah, like mementos. Like mm-hmm. uh, when you go to like any New York City, like Forty Second Street, like. Mm-hmm gift shop and there's just like a million little like twin towers or like statue of liberties or like whatever mm. i was a big fan of those just like cheap stupid really expensive oh, okay plastics so you'd, you'd that- go to like australia and you'd pick yourself up a little wooden kangaroo or yeah. something yeah, right okay. like a little wooden kangaroo or like yeah, yeah like a little kangaroo with yeah you get a kangaroo from everywhere yeah i would get a kangaroo from every place <laughs> yeah. yeah i would find and these kangaroos let's be honest a kangaroo is not a fun time rip off your face Kick you so hard that your nuts pop out of your mouth. That's right. Uh, yeah. Kangaroos uh, can kick a dog in half. Right. Jesus and in Christ. addition to kicking your nuts out of your, your mouth. mouth. Right. That's right. How does that work? Now, what do you mean? A dog now you said that. You both said <laughs> wait, that wait, like wait, you wait, knew wait. it. Like, that means that someone's like, come up with the math. Well, here's the thing. So, mm-hmm. so the nuts out of your mouth is not something that I know about having personally. I just know that they're very powerful kickers. And sure. so yeah. I imagine that it is true. But theoretically But so. the thing is, yeah. that's what they say in Australia. If uh, a kangaroo wants to attack you, it will like grab you and kick you. And I think they found halved dogs from being kicked by kangaroos Holy in this way. How does that work? So the dog is sawed in half through a kick? No, so so like the dog and the kangaroo are like fighting and the kangaroo will like grab the dog and just kick it and it will split. It just- Break based right on open. wherever the kick happened. That is the worst image <laughs> I've ever had. Yeah. I was stuck on when you told me to imagine a pig. That was bad. <laughs> but this is worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would definitely say that's worse. That is a nightmare scenario. Uh, I I'm mean, not... imagine a kangaroo in general. Like, that's a dog. All that right, is I'm doing it. Two... <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. We're there. Okay. Okay. So you have a dog that is on its hind legs, boxer hands, and mm-hmm. gigantic feet. Is yeah. a kangaroo a dog? What is a kangaroo? A kangaroo is not a dog. Different species, I think. Bear? Well, they're like, no, it's not they're like marsupials, right? <laughs> so they're like uh, big koalas that are death yeah. traps. Animals are, can uh, be their own thing. Hmm, you interesting. Know? Like bears don't have to be. Is a bear a fox or a cat? A dog? A bear is a dog. A bear is a bear. No, a bear is a bear. <laughs> Come on. One of these are dogs. <laughs> they look too similar. Dogs are dogs. Oh, no, dogs, dogs are, are dogs. bears and dogs wolves, are also kangaroos. Wolves are dogs and coyotes are dogs. When you see a bat, it's just like a flying little dog. It's not. It? A, no, a bat's not a dog. It's got a little cute little ears. But I just would like to say, since since I have the ear of that whoever's listening, like obviously we don't support kangaroos uh, kicking dogs in half. Right. No. I like it when animals are friends with each other. I hate when politicians yeah. will say that they are for kangaroos <laughs> kicking dogs in half. I am a single issue voter. Your single right. issue <laughs> kangaroos <laughs> kicking dogs in half. I say I don't want that. <laughs> any politician who puts that on their platform has got mm-hmm. my vote. Oh wow! Every, okay. Any and every. Uh, oh, so you, you'll you'll vote for vote multiple times, mm, depending on who is saying is saying that, that they're anti. That. I will make uh, several fraudulent uh, votes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do is fraudulent voting. Fraud- oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. voter fraud! It's, it's the that's the best thing you can do in the J Cage. That's the name of the show now. Oh yeah, J Cage. I'm trapped in it. J Cage. Welcome to the J Cage. Alex uh, Jones is here. Let's go back to uh, uh, Roger Ebert just a moment. Oh so, sure. One of the things that I found fascinating about your career is that you spent about three years reviewing movies, then you co-wrote a movie yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and I'll just read you the description real quick of this movie that you wrote, that you right. co-wrote, for people who might not be familiar with this. So this is the, the plot of Beyond the Valley of the it's Dolls. It's like crazy horny. Yes. Let me just cut you off in the past. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a real softcore movie. An all-girl rock band goes to Hollywood to make it big. There they find success, but luckily for us, I, uh, whoever wrote this is such a creep. But luckily for I us, did. they say, oh, you wrote you mm-hmm. wrote you wrote the plot description for IMDb for your yeah, movie. I changed it. Okay, hmm. but luckily for us, they sink into a cesspool of decadence. Oh. The film features lesbian sex scenes, cross dressing, and a woman performing fellatio on a gun. So, Jesus. my first question to you is: You're reviewing all these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a beacon of urbane taste. And yet when you take up the pen, you write what's essentially a softcore sexploitation film. Is that right? Yeah, I think I wrote a bunch, actually. Yes, that yeah. is the first of the yeah. softcore movies that I you wrote. I got really into it. <laughs> okay. And this is the well, same guy who calls other stuff trash, Yeah. Well, it's because I'd be, I would be watching movies. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, uh, uh, more like Shittison Kane. Oh. You know, on yeah. account of uh, no one's going down on a gun. <laughs> 
That movie also needed some color. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. Get with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. How about a little reds and greens? Yeah. Or Kane? purples. All right. What about Casablanca? I uh, mean, Casablanca, good, bad. I would say more like. Uh, Shitsablanca. You know they can't all be oh they can't God. all be fucking winners. I don't know why I'm I'm being I don't know why you were self-editing that one. I thought that was perfect. Okay, well, great. Well that's yeah. why I've got the major awards. That's right. You got a Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. You have Pulitzer. an award for not doing anything? Oh he, he was a critic, let's be fair. Mm. He wrote reviews to let us know what movies were good or were bad. Right. Yeah. And they were all pretty much, I would take the title of the movie and I would put shit in it somewhere. Unless you liked it, I'm Unless guessing? I liked it. Okay. The, I, I, I liked the movie. Uh, Coyote Ugly. I liked Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I liked uh, North. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, which one did you like? I liked North starring Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. You, North is one of your favorite, famous yeah, reviews. I would say it's my favorite film. And I know that at first I wrote this big review about how I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again. <laughs> so you watched it a second time. You liked it. But didn't correct the record. Didn't go back and change. Well, I the already wrote it, uh, and then right. you, and then you look like the you know I don't want to say you know, but you look like a guy who goes back on his word. That's right. right. You don't want to be a flip flopper. Yeah, and critics right. only do one draft, right? Mm. Yeah, I I write it. I I first of all I put my mouth around a gun, but in a sexual way. <laughs> Sex. And then I uh, I just put the pen to the paper. In that was a your also favorite sexual way. That was yeah. your favorite writing technique is you just put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> right. I, ca- that, like, I can't afford a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> the way Carrie Bradshaw would put a cigarette in her mouth before she was ready. Yeah. You just put a gun in there and then you get to type in. Uh, yeah, I just think it's really oh, that's interesting. Right. Also, Sex in the City 2, the mm-hmm. movie, uh, one of my faves. Oh, wonderful. Uh, one where they go to uh, Saudi Arabia, I think. I think it was Saudi Arabia or Dubai or something. Either way, I love it. The Middle East, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We were just talking about Sex in the City on, on another recent episode. I think the Hunter S. Thompson one. So if you're a big fan, guys, go on the podcast. Find that episode. A couple of callbacks. A couple already. of callbacks. Three episodes later. Um, but so yeah, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh, hell yeah. So that's what you thought a good movie should be. Right. right? I was trying to like fix cinema. You were trying to fix movies, trying to make them better. Right. Just like I was trying to fix sci-fi in general. I was oh, like, right. uh, there's gotta be two hundred percent more titties. <laughs> oh, Jerry Bert. Two hundred percent. That's my more name. Titties. Don't wear it out. That's right. Okay. Yeah, did uh, you have a, did you have something to say about that? No, I'm just Ferdinand? no, I'm just surprised by uh, Roger Ebert's perversions. Mm. I mean, it's surprising, but that's what we get here on the show. I guess so. You know, yeah, because uh, now you don't give a shit about your. We're learning, like we're finding out that basically everybody, every human and animal that you met was trying to murder you throughout your entire life, yeah. and they're justified. <laughs> they're not justified. <laughs> no, they are. I'm a horny freak from hell, but that's this is way different. Wait, you are, came from hell. Wait, is, what? wait, Roger Ebert, is your problem with Archduke Ferdinand that he was such an uh, Hunter, they just kept on killing things and stuffing them with I mean, other things. I mean, saying like I'm a hunter, but I kill people mm-hmm. is like very. Oh yeah, Jack the Ripper, great hunter. That yeah, guy. Well, I no, no, fair. there's a difference. Okay, so you tell them, mm-hmm. I am the Archduke. Mm-hmm. You have ten minutes to run. This is from your plane. <laughs> this is from the plane I was flying in, or the train I was in, so or maybe it's on ground. So you stick your head plane. out of the window like a dog. <laughs> yeah, and just howl at a mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, you got say, ten minutes. This mountain to get out has here. ten minutes to get out of here, mm-hmm. and I will find you. Let the games begin. Oh wow! You know? Interesting. And then I would send a meteor, and then I would <laughs> meteor my plane into that. Mountain, wow. whatever I killed is what I hunted. You incredible. Know? When I watched it the Hunger incredible. Games, I didn't get it because I didn't know it was another metaphor. <laughs> metaphor uh, for uh, the, that Archduke and his crazy <laughs> methods. Mm. But now again, all the tumblers are falling into place. Interesting. That does make a lot of sense. Uh, if you're just I joining was the Hungry us, Games. if you're just joining us, this is famous dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, aka the J Cage. <laughs> and my guests today are 20th century American film critic Roger Ebert. Ooh, I love a film. And 19th century Austro-Hungarian whose death triggered World War One Archduke Ferdinand. Hello from before World War One. On oh, a yeah. visit, Archduke Ferdinand to the. Oh, you know, I wanted to ask you about uh, your wife. So when you're 31 years old, you meet the woman that you eventually marry, Countess Sophie Chotek. Oh, she was the best. A uh, very beautiful woman, as we've already she was discussed. A, yeah, you, she was the best. You would draw a mustache on her. She would rouge your lips, and the two of you would just go to town. We with were each just other. in love with each other and the kids we were going to make because they were going to be so of course damn good. You looking, had you know to do I mean? it so that you could make more beautiful use. Yeah, the universe. Uh, That's but right. you had to keep your relationship secret for a while because she was not. 
a member of one of the dynasties of Europe, which you had to be if you were going to marry royalty like yourself. Oh, right. a scandal. That's right. Now, you were eventually yeah. permitted to marry Sophie on the condition that it be what was called a morganatic marriage, meaning your descendants would give up their rights to the throne. She would not share your royal privileges. She would not appear beside you in public. She would not be allowed to ride in the royal carriage or sit in the royal box at theaters. So now my question to you is, you agreed to this, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we agreed to it. Okay. It was fucking stupid, though. Like, you what's the point like of being, it. I don't like, mm. what's the point of being royalty if we can't sit together? If you can't. <laughs> or do any of the royalty shit, you know? It's like, yeah, she's royalty, but we, mm-hmm. she doesn't get any of the same crap I get to do. So it didn't, know? so it bothered you that you, like, if you had to go to a, a function, right. she would have to stand, like, far away from you. Right. Just because she, it was a Mor- Morgan, Morganatic marriage. Exactly. Oh, unless. 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 Disguises. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. So I would take a taxidermied human. She would wear that taxidermied human. Oh, my God. So you would put a So I would stuff her into a dead human. Around your beautiful wife? Right. Oh, my God. Did anyone ever only recognize what? that human? Would they be like, no, oh, No, but people would Jeff. get really scared. Right. I can imagine. Because <laughs> sometimes it was obvious that it was a human wearing another human. Mm, sometimes. And the smells. Sometimes you know? it sometimes. was obvious. And sometimes we would, she would, the suit would get cut. And people would ask why there's more skin underneath the cut. Mm, you know? I see. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes the suit would shit itself because <laughs> that's just what dead humans do. You would do, just leave you know? a lot of the organs in there? Sometimes. I would assume that you would take the organs out. You and don't just... need to get rid of all of them. <laughs> okay. And, you know, my trash is getting filled and third trash day is only every other Thursday. So you got to put these organs somewhere. Yeah. You might as well leave them in the skin suit that, you're, that your wife is, is yeah. occupying. And she kind of liked a little bit of cushion for the... Sitting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not every seat had cushioning back then. I but, see. But so. bodies do. I totally get that. Yeah. So bodies I mean, I understand and cushion. hate it. Just to be yeah. clear. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how much your life resembled the movie Saw. Hmm. Archduke hmm. Ferdinand, just like horrific. Did someone wear something massacres? A metaphor. <laughs> Another metaphor. <laughs> wow. This layers is incredible. Layers. Sim- wow. Similar Cinema to the- is magic. It is. This is layered. Your life is layered, similar to the layers of skin that your wife would wear, I so know. that she could appear next to you in public. Yeah. So and your wife not allowed to be next to you, but you would introduce. You would be like, oh my. Well, obviously my no, wife is. No, I would be like, hey, this is Dave. He's this a is friend a guy of mine. Named Dave. Anybody yeah. else could stand next any, to me. Literally no. anyone. That was what was so insulting about it was that my wife couldn't come, but any schmo named Dave could walk around. <laughs> was it because she was too hot? She got men dirted birded. Yeah. Uh, it was a morganatic marriage. Is morganatic what marriage. People? What's up? Is that what they do to no, hot people? No, just not royal. If you want oh, she wasn't so royal. Annoying. If you're an unroyal that wanted to marry a royal, you had to have a morganatic marriage. You should marriage. get special privileges if you're hot. I think I so think too. you should get special privileges if you're hot. You should get special privileges if you're rich. You should get special privileges if you're famous. You should get special privileges if you're royalty. And I was all of these things. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't enough special privileges. Mm -hmm. The fact that a couple of dime pieces can't sit next to each other in the royal box is making me livid. Uh, It made me livid, too. It's super annoying, especially you got to put your wife in a skin suit. and, And that person when they were alive is obviously not as hot as your wife is no. right. so you're already going down a level a real downgrade right. yeah and, and then just... i have to make out with this hot <laughs> <laughs> i would be making out Wait, you in would, the box you with... would make out with your wife <laughs> while she while was she wearing, wearing this dude suit, suit. <laughs> and wouldn't it was that everyone... ruin the illusion wouldn't everybody go oh my god the archduke ferdinand is making out with that guy dave no it was listen this stuff wife. was so normal back then no that's not the problem <laughs> Gay stuff was so normal back no, then. It's only recently that everyone got uptight about it and made all these laws, Donald Trump, and then now you can't do whatever you want. Oh, man. What, what did Crazy. you think the problem was with that? Everything, everything else. With everything the else. dead person hey, and the kissing dead even. lips. Yeah. Well, you got double lips like a shark. Yeah, I would thing. think that you would need to maintain Is the illusion. Is that hot for you, a <laughs> shark? Okay, Ebert kissed two lips. Mm, but not two lips like we no, all have. Like, like the movie Alien. Yeah, like taste another lens. set of lips underneath the lips. I don't know if I'd like to kiss that, mm. but I wouldn't mind two lips. Uh, a down, a down. That's what the movie Alien is about. That's it's a same with the metaphor. Metaphor. So many What's murder What's the sound a kangaroo makes? I couldn't think of it. <laughs> I think it's that, actually. <laughs> I think it's Murderfer. It's Murderfer. Uh, let's go back to Roger for just a yeah. moment. So after 10 years... Of writing film criticism for the Sun Times, you begin co-hosting the weekly film review TV show Sneak 
previews mm. with Gene Siskel. This was the show where you began giving films either the thumbs up or the thumbs down with your partner, Gene. Right. How did this come about? Was this something that you guys discussed? Did it happen organically? Was there an inspiration for this elegant little system of film review that became your hallmark? For sure. One of the best parts about watching the movie is in your, you're in a big room that's dark and no one can see you. Mm. So you can dress up any way that you want. Mm. For example, uh, if you want to dress up like uh, the big Roman gladiator guy, you're allowed to do that. Uh, in okay. fact, it's the, maybe the best way to watch a movie and the way that I watched <laughs> movies my entire life. I would dress up like some dude named Claudius mm. and I would sit in my in my quiet little uh, dark room with the big screen. We all love to look at it. And I would say, ah, this one lives. <laughs> okay, so as part of the cosplay yeah. of, of you watching these movies as like a Roman emperor, yeah. you would give things either the thumbs up or the thumbs down. Right, I would say. Uh, but this is the way that you were watching movies since you were- For my whole life. Your whole life. Wow. And then And then I met Gene Siskel. Mm -hmm. And he was like- <laughs> It really seemed like you were looking for that name there, <laughs> Roger well, I, Ebert. <laughs> I know him and I think I like him. Mm -hmm. But there's no way of knowing. That's that's true. That's and he true. would be like, what's up with this freak show, that thing that you're doing? And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, it's going to launch us into the stratosphere. Interesting. <laughs> now, uh, so you're, you're watching movies dressed as a gladiator. Yeah. You're not on television yet. No. You're just a man in Chicago writing film reviews for the Sun-Times. Writing to when, magazines when, about titties. And the, <laughs> I'm glad that you kept up your hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even really like movies. I would say out of all, liking movies is a distant fifth. Fifth. On wow. my interest. Let's do yeah. it. Oh, boy. Roger Ebert's really, top five I really five dug things. into it. Okay, so distant five. <laughs> Starting from number five. Watching movies okay. and talking about films. Okay. And that's boo, right? That's like... <laughs> <laughs> we're like, that's like, boo. Yeah, we're, I mean, Let's if you got to have a top five, thing. you have to have number five. All right, uh, number, number four. four. Number four. Uh, this is where they get happy. Yeah. Number four is uh, model trains uh, looking at them. <laughs> model trains, comma, yeah. looking, looking at them. Uh, All right, that's number four. You don't want to make them. You don't want to touch them. You just want to look at them. No, absolutely. Well, that's number four. All right, number uh, three. Number three. Number three is discussing uh, what kind of freshwater fish goes well with Chianti. <laughs> Chianti is a... It's a white wine. It's a full body Chianti's dog. a red wine, actually. Oh, beans. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take that off number three, then. We got to do number three well, all no, over this again. This could be part of the discussion. You said your favorite thing was discussing which Chianti goes with... A, which fresh water fish goes with the Chianti. Yeah. There probably can Listen, be. Listen, I might not yeah. know it, but it's definitely still number three. Okay. okay. So that's number three. No. And there's, you've no. made no progress on your number three. <laughs> no. <Just because. laughs> and I, I spent my whole life doing distant five. We're still discussing. Yeah. We're still discussing. Good, good. Well, there's no money in model trains, let's mm. be frank. Right. Right. Because God is not kind. Yeah. So we need to keep this list going. We're running out of time. Oh, sorry. Number no, two. I'm, I'm sorry. Number two is saying video games aren't art. Okay. And uh, number which you which you did make your job. And I for still a believe. And, uh, it is not art. Mm -hmm. uh, yep, and it's Roger still Deeper. true. Yep. Uh, and number one is model trains touching them. Oh, okay. Model trains touching what? them. This goes full circle. Wow. Oh, never mind. Uh, number no. I'm sorry. That's number two. <laughs> Number one is uh, now, because it's new for me, YouTube unboxing videos. Oh, those are uh, great. They, you, they open the box, and what's going to be in it? Oh, I could watch that for 44 hours You get time. to see what's inside the if box. If they would yeah. put that in a big dark room and I could dress up like a gladiator, mm. perfect. God, Lord, I wow. love that. But my, what I want to ask you about. Oh, right, your original Before you question. were famous. Yeah. Also, you're a huge pervert, and women <laughs> never came up in your top five. No, well, you can put, the women can be involved in all five of those activities. Mm -hmm. That's true. Sure. That's sure. true. You put some tits on that train. Ooh. Uh, that's pulling no, into the station. <laughs> yeah. I already got a caboose. Uh, but what I want to ask you before you're famous, you're watching movies in your gladiator outfit. Yeah. When the lights come up, didn't anybody think that was weird that you were oh, sitting there? Oh, I would there? yell fire. Okay, which would get people out of the theater. Yeah, yeah. And they would, I guess, go past you without noticing. They'd be, they would, I mean, you would see it, but like anytime you see something like, you'd be like, ah, maybe I made that up. Because it was, it's a stressful situation. Yeah, you're like, oh, man. Mm. That's so scary. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so <laughs> let's go back to uh, to um, uh, Archduke Ferdinand for just a moment. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah uh, so we got shit to talk about. One of the many times that you were nearly assassinated, you were on a hunting trip 
with the Duke of Portland in Nottinghamshire. Yeah, which why Portland got a fucking Duke? Don't even uh, get me. This is exactly one it's old year. hippie town and they've they got craft beer and a Duke. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And what? Like, oh, great. You get to paint little figurines of your board games. Mm-hmm. Probably. This is exactly one year before you were assassinated. Portland? Yeah, what about uh, it? You're what on a hunting it? trip and somebody's gun misfires yeah. and it nearly strikes you. Right. And now oh, we... A Dick right. Cheney thing, right? Now, it's a Dick Cheney thing. Fully Dick Cheney. You got Dick Cheney, my man, he fucking connected with that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. He really He's not shot beating the guy. on the bush. He definitely right. did that on purpose. Right, right. Uh, That's what my butthole looks like. That's now, why I'm so into Dick Cheney. So- <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the air right. left my body. I thought the worst thing to imagine was the pig and then the other thing that we described, and now it's this. It's George Shelby Bush oh in front, boy. Dick Cheney in the back. Okay, so here's my the question. The world's worst mullet. <laughs> the man, the Duke who was with you, he wrote at the time, I have often wondered whether the Great War might not have been averted had the Archduke met his death there and not in Sarajevo the following year. And so I was wondering how you felt about that, if you thought that was true, if you had been accidentally killed on this hunting trip in England, in Nottinghamshire, do you think that the war would have been averted? Okay, here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So World War One started because I got killed... And the entire world was so upset that I was killed that they decided to fight each other. That right? is a, I mean, it's a, they liked I was going to say, that brings so me much. to my next question. <laughs> they Who are you so and much. why were you so important for the war? Because they liked me so much that the idea that I was killed, the entire, like every side agreed I should not be killed. Mm. So they all got together and decided to fight each other to show how sad they were that I was dead. And it is, it is one interpretation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's not, it's not what's in the Wikipedia. I should say right. that. Well, it's a lot of these fucking like historians who are a lot like critics mm-hmm. who judge time. Historical and, critics. For historical the, For critics. the record, he pointed at me. Yeah. You, a yeah. critic. And this guy, all he wants is, you know, we talked about his top five, but all he really wants is. Women. He just wants to touch trains. Yeah, I right. was going to say more importantly, trains. And watch right. unboxing videos. Right. You could make a whole village out of model trains. <laughs> That's real magic. God, can true. you imagine unboxing a model train? Oh, I. It wouldn't look like what it. That's lo- a video. It would just be a million pieces, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it would just be like a There's puzzle. A whole series of videos there, yeah. man. I oh, gotta, man. I gotta leave this room. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's. But well, let's we're, go listen, back. we're almost out of time. Right. Right. We're, so let's just finish things up. Okay, so. I if the fucking Duke of Portland, mm-hmm. indie hippie town, killed me, I would be pissed. Okay, mm-hmm. I would be so mad that if he killed me, I would immediately get all of Austria to go over there and start World War One. So you're saying that it, it would have made it worse. It would have made it a lot worse if you had been die- if you had been killed in this accidental hunting accident right. thing. It wouldn't just be all the people fighting. Mm. It would be mermaid people also fighting. Ooh. Mm. I know mermaid, mermaid people. Mermaid people fighting, and that- they would have been. Yes. You obviously met that on, yeah. on your travels around the yes. world. You met a bunch yeah. of mermaids. I was hunting mermaids and I would. <laughs> yeah. And if they weren't mermaids, I would taxidermy a fish to a human. Just like Saw. Just like Saw. Right. And then <laughs> and then it was. Yeah. And that's what I would do to, a lot of the time. And they would have fought for my behalf as well. You know what I mean? Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. That is so interesting. Unfortunately, we are very, very, we got less than a minute here left on the show. But I thought, you know, we could do like a lightning round thing because sure, we have sure, a sure, famous sure. Film critic Roger Ebert here. I'm just going to throw out some movies. Fire away. And you just let us know what you thought about them, okay? Because right, these movies next. all came out after you passed away, so we oh, didn't okay. get to hear what you thought, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Entourage movie came out after your death. Oh, that's, I'm, I love it. Love the Entourage movie. I love Turtle. What's your favorite? <laughs> Did you like the plot where Turtle was going out with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a match made in heaven. Okay. Uh, what about. Uh, the Magic Mike Double XL. You were live for Magic Mike, but not yeah, Double XL. Yeah, and I liked Magic Mike, mm-hmm. but I thought it it sunk because uh, I thought Matthew McConaughey deserved an Oscar nomination. I didn't give it to him. Oh yeah, he uh, was so, magical in that movie. Yeah, uh, I don't think he was Mike though. Uh, <laughs> but XXL is uh, XX good. <laughs> all right. And lastly, all three Fifty Shades of Grey movies came out after your death. So, what did you think about those? I wish that they were Transformers: uh, Dark of the Moon. <laughs> mm. So your main criticism of the 50s is a great movie mm-hmm. is that they weren't one of the Transformers movies. Yeah, the third one specifically. Gotcha. Not right. Revenge of the Fallen. Mm-mm. Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. I think that was the, was that the third or the uh, second? Oh, I know. <laughs> it was the third. <laughs> What's the, the one third? where one of them has balls? <laughs> That's like. One of them has balls. Yeah, I think in the movies. second in, one, one of the Transformers has like testicles. Yeah, mm. he stands up and you see truck nuts. In the, in the first one, one of them pees on John Turturro. And guys, that is when I was like, 
I'm in, right? <laughs> that wow. is all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, Archduke Ferdinand and Roger Ebert, for joining me in the studio today. Last question, do either of you have any comedy shows or Twitter accounts or, or comedians that you're big fans of? Uh, uh, Roger Ebert, anything you want to tell people about? Oh, sure. You're going to want to uh, head over to uh, Dominic Russo's, I don't know, life and uh, check out. He's on, a, he's on a sketch team at the Armory in New York City. Uh, they're called The Big One. They do a sketch show every month, and they are uh, genuinely funny. I promise I wouldn't recommend them if they weren't. Uh, and then uh, his Instagram is DFR247. It's private, but if you follow him, he'll accept it. That's wonderful. Check that out. And uh, Archduke Ferdinand, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, check out the YouTube channel Video Games Improv. That is Video Games Improv, all one word, where you get to watch Pat May and Suleiman Beg do improv and play video games at the exact same time. So it's like a long form improv show, but imagine if they were playing video games and never stopped playing. Sick. I'm, of course, your host, Jared Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff, jaredberenstein.com. I've got a bunch of tour dates coming up, so check out the calendar there for if you want to come check me out live. Uh, buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. It is out known as hilarious. If you're listening to this on the radio, please find the podcast. we got all the old episodes on there, and they're all a delight. Please hit us up at famousdeadpeopleatreadyforbrooklyn.org. We will try to have any of your fav- favorite dead people on the show as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> here I am going to talk about the films. Uh Oh, I get to do an episode with Pat May. That means I'm officially uh, recurring. <laughs> Am I recurring yet? This is my age. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> Pat. This is practically also your show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, hello, my name is Franz, um, and I'm from Australia. Aus- the- Austria. <laughs> what? <laughs>